amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Talk with Teddy starts now. You pick the topic, and I pick the guest. Remember, like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Facebook, and more. You're listening with Talk With Teddy on WLFE DB Radio Network. Please check out our website, WLFE-DB.com. Hey, everybody. Woohoo! All right, so... Everybody, we are sitting here tonight. I'm excited about the show because I got my brothers from two different mothers, and they are joining me here live. Um, you are listening to a talk with Teddy. You are joining. Hello, Mr. Robert from Australia. Get your hands off me there, Mr. David. Um, <laughs> so we are now. Hello, Tom Nally. Um, he says, hello, gentlemen. What's up, Tom? Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom. All right. So what we're going to do here real quick is we are going to just uh, uh, adjust our background so we have something kind of cool in the background. Let me see. How about something like, well, uh, it'll work. Or eh, let's do that. Eh, I don't like that either. So we're going to go with trees. Moss. There you go. We're in the moss. We in the moss, brothers. We in the moss. So, uh, Mr. Steve Barry, hello, hello, hello. All right. So, what I like to do at the beginning of all my shows is uh, with you guys, I like to start a watch party on my own page of this show because what that does is it kind of brings up more peoples um, that we can chat with and to get us on here to uh, 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 just have a lot of fun with. Plus, we're going to play our game. We gotta have more people participating in that. So that's what we're gonna do here right now. We're gonna start that as well. Uh talk with Teddy. Um and I'm waiting for it to pop up. Let me see. It says talk with Teddy. We are live now. And hello, Steve Barry, the way you put it. <laughs> All right, so talk with Teddy now has started as well. So um we're good there to go. Um so we will have more peeps showing up in here, um, as well as we are on the WLFE. Or no, we're on. Uh, where are we? Oh, allowed. Shut up, Teddy. Shut, shush. The other way. The other way. Down. Why? You know they say technology is supposed to be, you know, supposed to be good with us, but it doesn't always work that way. Hey, hey Teddy, what's this button do? Uh, <laughs> You funny. You funny. Um, yeah, no. Um, so anyways, guys, it, it, these two gentlemen on 
the video that you're seeing here live. The bottom gentleman is Mr. Ernie Atwell. Um, he works in law enforcement. He is also a paranormal investigator and just an all-around cool dude. Um, and That would be him, me. That would be you. And above him next to me, to my, that way, that way, that is Mr. Dave Seiler. And I call him a, a, a PC guru because he has helped me out so many times uh, with some shit. And he's very, very good um with your pc stuff he is one of those guys um so i just call him a pc guru you guys can call him that the term is network nerd <laughs> network nerd that'll work that'll work so you guys i'm excited about having you guys here i hope you guys are excited about being here um i know that i jumped the gun last friday and put you guys out i messed that all <laughs> up and uh but you know what shit happens um, and I got an alert. On, I got an alert on my phone about Ted's show, and I was driving down the road, and I'm like, "Oh man, let's see who's on Ted's show tonight." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, you? I'm not on Ted's show tonight. That's next week." <laughs> I paid Ted. I reposted it anyway, though, on our page. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> So to get it out of the way, and I, I really don't like talking about this stuff on my show, but uh, hello, Mr. Kenny Storch and Christopher Ayers for joining us on the watch party. Um, how are you guys handling this whole pandemic shit? Well, my side is luckily I have a job that I can work from home. Um, I can take remote control of a PC pretty much anywhere. Um, and fix it. So Good. I'm doing the same thing. I would, whether I sit in an office, whether I sit at a client site or whether I sit at home, you know, to me, it's either way. Ernie. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, I have to go to work. Fortunately, I only work 14 days a month. So I work permanent midnight shift. So <laughs> normally by the time I get to work, the only people on the street are the criminals, and they've even slowed it down. But other than that, I mean, you know, if we're not on the road for the paranormal, I'm pretty much a homebody. So this really doesn't, it's not affecting me at all other than one of my hobbies is going to a couple of my favorite restaurants to eat. So other than that, I'm, I'm pretty good. Nice. Cool. Which I will uh, be. I will be uh, going to my restaurant tomorrow and bringing some pizza home. So yeah. they are open. I just can't. I just can't sit there and eat it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Miss Ellie. Um, I see that you joined the watch party as well. Uh, thank you so much, guys. My mama went out, and made me a mask, and it's a little little ghost. Oh, nice. Nickel. Nice. Nice. I was like, ah, oh, mama, that was so thoughtful. So, uh, David, you look drained or tired. What's wrong, brother? Uh, I, usually during the week, I turn into a pumpkin at 10 o'clock. Um, only time I, I usually stay up past 10 o'clock is if I'm on a ghost hunt. And then I have usually two five-hour energy drinks at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you haven't had one. I have not, because as soon as the show's over, I'm going to be unconscious. <laughs> 
not me. I still got a lot more work to do, but this this is when I do it. Yeah, me neither. You know, you know, so all right. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I I know we talked um about you guys coming on the show and you guys are a part of the WLFE family as well. You have um your own show which is Step into the Paranormal. And uh, thank you for the video today that we got up with you guys. Um, for you that are listening right now, um, and all the many streams that we have running, um, these two guys are very committed to what they do in their show. They're very active with it. They they are true paranormal investigators. They're out there and they're doing um, investigations as often as possible. So the the next question, of course, leads up to how is this whole thing pandemic thing affecting that with you guys what are you guys doing to stay in the paranormal well, well I, you want me to start want me to start real quick Dave uh, it, it couldn't have hit actually at a worse time we were scheduled to be in six events this month alone which all got postponed mm -hmm. um, we had two we had two residential cases come our way out of state so one we had to turn down, one we turned over to a team that, you know, a team that we work with. You know what I'm saying? It was in the, right. the state where the case was. Right. And, and one, that, my, you, my, one my, that you like my, to work with because they're they're good teams. You know, that's, that's all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, anytime, because we had to turn a case over in Jersey as well. And we only use the people that we know. You know what I mean? That can handle it and right. is going to make the entire paranormal family look good. Right. But at night, at night, you know, when I'm sitting here by myself and I'm wide awake because I'm used to night work, I've been getting a lot done on my book. So I'm about halfway. I'm hoping to be published by the fall. So I got to keep on doing my research and doing my work. So I'm staying busy. Okay. Dave, what do you think? You got to add to that, or well, I what I've been doing is um, a lot of the videos that we we've have hours and hours worth of DVR footage, and I've just been going back through there to make sure that I haven't missed anything over our other cases, um, and I've actually found a couple things that I did miss along the way, which are very interesting. Um, so we're gonna kind of uh, probably either next no not Sunday show, but the following show, I might throw a couple of those up. Nice. It's always cool to go back and some of these investigations and find things that uh, you didn't notice the first time. And I think normally it's because, and I find it this way at least, um, <laughs> you're tired. When, like immediately after your investigation, unless you leave it for the next morning, you're still tired. You're still not oh, fresh. You don't have fresh eyes. So you miss, um, you miss a lot of stuff. And um, I always like having some of the other team members helping me out as well, you know, say, hey, uh, do you want to split this up? Do you want to come over and watch, you know, a couple, three or four hours? And because if I had to sit there and watch all that myself, <laughs> you know, and uh, I will fall asleep, you know, and yeah. it's just one of those things. I, we have I like to go technically challenged. So I take care of the review part of it. <laughs> No, you don't do all the review. You just get this stuff set up to to use, so to speak. I let a certain equipment every I'm just, I'm just, 
I'm just not a computer guy, man. I'm good with everything but the computer. <laughs> See, Teddy, I'm going to put it like this. I let him play with my equipment every now and then. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the show rating at? <laughs> <laughs> we are rated M for All right, I got <clears throat> for mature. Since we're busting eight. Since we're busting each other's balls, Mr. Siler, how did you get into the paranormal? Um, I, I got the ever-loving <laughs> shit scared out of me, <laughs> and I came running to you. <laughs> you Daddy. <pulled> the gun. <laughs> Daddy, save me. <laughs> did you hide behind his, his pant leg or grab his pant leg and shake it like a little kid does? <laughs> Yeah, we were actually friends uh, in karate, and what happened was my wife and I went down to New Orleans, and we, I had two really, really wicked, wild experiences. First one was um, the last night I was there, I was in bed, and I was completely asleep, and somewhere along the line, the blackout blinds just went open. And I, without opening my eyes, I said to my wife, why the hell did you just open them? And she says, I didn't. What? Okay. But the other thing while I was there was I got this picture in this restaurant. Uh, it looks like somebody with a shawl on looking like this sideways through the mirror. Well, right. the owner, uh, actually the waiter saw me looking at it. And he goes, did you just take that upstairs? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, wait a minute. And he just runs. And <laughs> a few minutes later, this guy in a real Armani suit, you know, mm, comes walking over. He goes, do you have a picture? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come with me. I'm like, oh, crap. What did I do? So he takes me into this back room. And as he's walking with me, he goes, can you send me a copy of that to my email? My email address is. I'm going to interrupt you because you you said he took you to a back room. That's he, never a good thing. It wasn't a good thing. I thought he was going to throw me out the back door. I'm like, oh, God, what did <laughs> I do? Um, well, he opens this door up, hits the light, and there's pictures all over the walls of exactly the guy I took. And he gave me the story of the building. The guy used to own it, was a womanizer, was a gambler, was, you know, in, into the occult, um, lost the house in um, a bet, a poker game, came home and grabbed a gun and ate a bullet. Um, and he's been haunting the place ever since. So I come back from my trip to New Orleans and I'm like, Ernie, Ernie, dude, 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 you got to check this, this picture out. It's going to blow your mind. And he goes... Silent. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, is it my is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> that was your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Dave had Dave had no idea, you know, what my side gig was, and he thought he was gonna blow my mind with this picture. So my re my response was I'm about to blow your mind. And I started showing him some pictures and got to talking. And that's how we started uh, paranormally together, so yep. to speak. And then about a year into it, um, we Ernie basically decided to – we weren't going anywhere with the group. And I was getting extremely bored. Uh, Ernie was done with the group. You mean like how Ernie is right now, right? Yeah. Sorry, dude. I'm good. Well, he um, – <laughs> The, the 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 group that we were with did some things that were kind of off kilter and kind of not right in the paranormal realm. Right. So we decided to kind of venture out on our own. He was going. He's like, I'm going solo, and I'm like, 
Dude, I'm going solo with you. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, well, it, it, it's work. I mean, we, you know, we're like Abbott and Costello. You know, one's a straight man, <laughs> one's a cut up, but it's working. Um, you know, Ernie, Ernie is a great guy, great man. He's fun. We bust on each other like brothers at this point. Um, you know, and, and there's there's times we disagree, but we agree we disagree, and we work through it. Yeah, but if you can't, like I said, Ted, you know, and I mean, being serious for a minute, you know, being involved with the paranormal and Dave and I being a solo project, we just have basically when we're on not an event or nothing like that, but we're on a, a real case. I mean, we only have each other to rely on. So if we agree on everything or oh, I'll throw him a bone and say it's this or that. Number one, you're being, you know, deceitful, plus you're not learning each other or you're not getting anything accomplished. You know, the same right. like if, if you're married, if you agree with everything, you will never learn that person. You will never get nothing accomplished. But right. the fortunate thing is Dave and I, you know, we disagree on probably every piece of evidence, but it has to be that way. You know, you, you need to get two different perspectives, two different set of eyes and you know, talk it out or work it out. And that's how we come to our conclusion, you know, and we can do that without getting mad at each other. Well, I, I, you know. I, if I remember correctly, Ernie, you're more of the old school skeptic side. Absolutely. And, and absolutely. Dave is more of the, you know, this is, you know, this is what he sees. Give me the you technology, know. baby. He, now don't get me wrong. I like the gadget. I like the gadgets too. Okay. But I like, I like gadgets that have a primary function in life other than, hey, you know, so-and-so built this to find a ghost. Right. You know what I mean, Ted? You know, <laughs> hey, you're, I, talking, I, you know hey, you're talking to the choir, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm saying I like, you know, like I, I'm big with the uh, my FLIR camera or, you know, my thermal camera or temperature gauge. That has a primary function, right. you know. Now, and I don't mean that, you know, there are certain tools that, that uh, Dave likes. You know, I mean, we both have, and that's what makes it good. He likes certain things. I like certain, when we put it all together, it's the, the perfect match. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. I, I like a Phasma box. I like a REM pod. You know, I like, you know, you know, millimeters. You know, my favorite tool, believe it or not, is a K2 meter because that was built. Oh, absolutely. Leaks, so that's built by yeah. electrician to determine electrical leaks. So, yeah. if you start to get something there, you know you have something. And what I do like the phasma box, though I really do like that. I, I I sometimes at home when I'm sitting here at night by myself, I'll actually just turn it on and run it, and not even ask anything or you know provoke any questions and just see what happens. And I I like the phasma box a lot. Is that why you changed that, David, so that you could do that? I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering who in the hell changed you guys around. It's either my place is haunted or yours is one of yours. Um, well, it's it's like, my technique. It's people right now, but um, I don't like the SLS camera. The no. SLS camera. Hey, wait, was... Dave, hold on, hold on, Dave. Ted, that was my technical skills that switched that screen around. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how I did it, but I did it. <laughs> okay, guys, you got your first question from Mr. Cliff Cameron. He says, have you guys ever ran into a case and found out it maybe was a demon issue as opposed to a ghost? Yes, well, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> we, go, you want to talk, talk about the demon case or you want me to? Um, Go ahead, man, because go ahead. If you got Because if you got time, I got a different one. Go ahead. <laughs> so we get a, a call from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we, we first got an email of this guy who basically tells us he's got a demon in his house. Um, and our first reaction was like, okay. So he sends us pictures that of he has scratches along his mirror like this. He has holy water that's turned black. He has footprints that go up the wall. He had a demonic symbol on his wall. Um his room was completely ransacked, even though it had a lock on it. Um, uh, he had a wire that was uh, burned right on through. It was a USB cable. So he sends us these pictures, and we're looking at them, and we're starting to try to debunk it. Um, you can kind of see things were not quite right in the picture. We're thinking, what's this guy's deal? Then we called him. This guy was horrified. Um to the point where we actually called two of our demonologist friends going, what do you think? And showing them the pictures. They kind of started leaning towards what we were thinking. Something's wrong here. This doesn't look right. Um, so we started asking a whole bunch of questions and we came at it from a police perspective rather than um, a paranormal perspective. We actually started building a case file on it as well. Um, we actually made an appointment with them. Uh, one of the key things was we, when did this start? And he said when his roommate came in, who's supposedly a witch, and she's cursed. Okay, great. So we get up there. We set all our equipment up. We start investigating. First of all, we get a um, – we actually get a very strong EVP from um, one of our spirit boxes that basically gave a name. And the guy jumps up like his butt's on fire and runs out of the room. And we're like, they okay. gave a first and last name. First and last name. Wow. And yeah. we're like, we're looking at each other like, what the hell just happened? And he comes back up and he has this paper in his hand and he's like, this is the deed of the owner before me who died here. Looked at the name and it matched. Hmm. We're like, okay, maybe this, whatever it is, is trying to scare him, not a demon. So we kind of went into it. And further and further as we delve into this, now one of the things we'd asked was for that roommate to be there because we wanted to talk to her too. Um, but she was nowhere to be found when we got there and didn't show up till later that evening. But coming through, we got several other EVPs, um, and some of them are up on our YouTube channel, uh, including the videos. But it ended up, we, we got the name and we said, well, why are you trying to hurt him, not me? Well, who is it? Roommate. We're like, okay. So we kind of ta started talking more about it. Uh, got a lot more information from the EVP. So we're now we're thinking, leaning towards, there's a spirit here trying to protect him. Well, the roommate gets there, and literally the, the, the temperature of the place turned ice cold. You could tell her personality just drained the room from all of its energy. We knew something was we knew something was transpiring 
before we even realized that she walked into the house because it was like the whole environment itself shifted. Yep. You know, and I think I, I specifically even, I can't quote myself verbatim, but I said something to Dave to the extent of something's not right, man. You know, something's going on. I, it, and I'm not a person to feel things. You, you said know? something's so, changed. Something's not right. Yeah. Something's and, changed, something's and when he not said right. that, it kind of ran through me. So we went downstairs and this girl had arrived. Now she's in complete black, black hair, black nails, black lipstick, black eyeshadow, black, um, with a uh, um, pentagram necklace on. Okay. And the and, attitude to match it. Oh, yeah, and the attitude to match. Um, and her words are, when are you guys leaving? So let me let me step in here. So it was, first off, you, you've collected EVPs to point you towards the direction. Um, without even knowing that she showed up, you guys had felt something had changed. So, which is a personal experience. Oh, yep. Oh yeah. And then when you actually finally meet her, it became worse as a as a, a personal experience because now you got visual on top of it all. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I've got to ask, just being on the other side of the coin, how much of like when you saw her versus when you were just feeling the change did your i mean did it get stronger like like did you get a just because of the way she looked did you use that against her you know what you i mean know, you know that feeling when you like witness a car accident and yet that you get almost an oh shit feeling yeah you get that cold you get that you get that that coldness yep yeah Yep. That it just when she looked when we went downstairs when she the first time I made like eye contact with her I'm not an intimidated I, I'm not a person that gets intimidated at all okay. and she looked at me and it was like she looked through you. completely through me yep. I mean it was like if you know the old adage if looks could kill trust me man if looks could kill I that's how deep this woman was right. and it, it was like you could actually feel it. And I don't, I'm not one to feel things. You know, I have to have evidence. Yeah. At 10 o'clock at night, I pulled Ernie aside and said, I think we've got enough. We can roll now. Yeah. Robert yeah. White in Australia put up here a foreboding uh, presence. So, yep. Um, okay. So continue on. And uh, all right. So we pack up our equipment. Now, I did collect in evidence bags um, the holy water that turned black, the, the USB cable, um, and basically several up close pictures of the mirror that was scratched. Um, first of all, I have a friend of mine. Um, thank you, Bill, for doing this for me. That works at Ecolab. Um, he ran the water sample for me and it was truly um, holy water, which basically is water with salt in it. That's blessed. Uh, but there was also on top of it, Clairol dye number, black dye number seven. So if you hold it up to the light, you can see it's not black. It's actually a dark green because of the salt and the uh, dye in it. It actually, uh, um, the alkalinity turned it green. So you could tell it was rigged. The right. mirror, if you look at the scratches, one of them goes like this, one of them goes like this, and one of them went, goes like this. So it's not like three. They just, so they're you not can tell it wasn't paranormal. We started, we, we basically started 
a lot of debunking before we even got there. You know what I mean? We knew it was right. something to it, but the thing that that stuck us was we don't we didn't think this that the client was trying to pull a hoax on us because we had a conference call with him and like terrified. Dave said, this guy was terrified. Literally, you could tell so you could hear it in roommate. his voice. So it was the roommate making it look like it was paranormal. Um, so she could. She was him. trying to. She was trying to drive him out to bring her boyfriend in. Yep. So, so we collected all the evidence. We actually called. I called him up about maybe twenty-two days later. I said, "Well, hey, I want to do an evidence presentation." He goes, "Well, just so you know, everything stopped." I went, "Everything stopped." He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Well, what happened?" He goes, "I threw the bitch out." There you go, folks. So, so, so what did we learn in that story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you got you get you said you may have one, Ernie. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a case. I had a case years ago. Um, I mean, it, it's I, I'm not going to get all into it and drag okay. it out, but basically, the the woman contacted me and thought that, of course, there was a demon in her house, mm. and. The conclusion that we came to was it was more or less like an aggravated spirit that didn't like what was going on in the house presented itself as something evil or malicious to try to scare them. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it, it seems... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It seems pretty simple, but it was kind of complicated to to work that out, to work through that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, thank you for the question, there, Mister Cliff Cameron. Um, <laughs> Robert says, and that's absolutely true. Um, <clears throat> cure all for weird shit. Kick the one doing it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Cliff See you later, Dave. Still not dating material. <laughs> So, how many now? On an average, for you guys, how many cases do you get that claim to be demonic? Like, if you were to give a percentage of your cases, 
Well, uh, what do you think, Dave? Is, is the that we haven't been to yet is thinking it is the De Demon House claimed and one other. So we've had three so far. Out of how many cases, though? So are you talking like three out of fifty, three out of hundred? Um. Oh Lord! Now you go make me count. Oh, just throw a figure. I, I, I don't really. About, yeah, three it's three out of sixty, sixty-ish. Three out of sixty-ish. And and I I have to say, I mean I can't give exact numbers, but before we started Paranormal Inc., I mean a lot of the cases I was on, people were claiming, you know, that it was something out to get them or evil, which yeah. you know I always. You know, I write that off as if if you're a person that's on the fence, you know, skeptic, and you're just teetering whether you believe or not, you've never experienced anything paranormal. When something does happen, it seems their first instinct is that it's evil. Like, you know, they made that door sh shut. So right. that's proof right there they're trying to hurt me. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, a lot yeah, of people. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of people that haven't had experiences, if it's something, I don't want to say poltergeist, but if it's something where something is moved out of place, they see something, they, they have a tendency of thinking it's, it's coming at them. When in reality, it's not. They've just never experienced that before. Right. Yeah. And, there, and we know, I mean... We as in the paranormal, we always because we live this stuff because we're we're constantly involved in it. Our world kind of shifts, so like, um, we forget that the world is like so big around, and the paranormal is like this little tiny tiny thing, like dot inside of that. That's how big the paranormal field is. Um, and so when we do this stuff, we forget that the world is actually this big. So meaning, meaning the percentage of people that experience paranormal activity, believe in the paranormal, uh, deal with it or want to research it or want to be involved is actually smaller than what we think it is. And unfortunately, when we right. get the calls of, hey, I think there's a ghost in my house, usually like what you said, it's um, they've never had to deal with it. Uh, before they're mm -hmm. not a believer mm -hmm. um it took them by surprise or they're in it so deep that they think it's it's evil or it, it's something that they that somebody brought in the house or it's a, or it's a religious thing to where they were raised a certain religion to where anything that's outside their norm is evil good point there you want to you want to hear something about it. all right ted you're you, driving down the you want to hear something well if you're yeah. driving down the road and you, you're what are you doing? You're looking at the road in front of you. You're not looking at all the stuff on the side. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I know what you're saying here. If you slow Being down and start looking at stuff, you're going to realize there's a lot more. That's the same way in the paranormal field. If suddenly you see the paranormal and you haven't experienced it before, you're going to be like, "Oh my god!" But once you see it enough and you understand it, it sort of comes. Okay, it's really all around us, and we just never noticed it. Right. Go ahead, Ernie. You, what I was going to say, I, um, I don't really like to talk about work. Whether I mean it has nothing, to, but I mean I'm not saying because I'm not allowed to. I just don't like to talk about work. Uh -huh. But it's funny 
because there are like some for instances at work when things seem to be leaning toward the paranormal okay and you don't know how many times and this has happened and this is funny as hell you know you got these big bad cops and most of them are terrified of this stuff and a lot of them follow our paranormal ink page even but i will know when you know i'll be on all the way on the other side of the city and an officer will get a call for something, uh, something suspicious about a house or whatever. They will come on the radio, ask, Hey, uh, how close are you? You know, I'll be like, um, you know, three miles away. All right. Can you start this way, please? We'll meet you out front. <laughs> and I already know it, it's something, this could possibly be paranormal. When I get there, you got a line of cops standing outside like, hey, you want to go in for, you know what I mean? And it, it's so funny, man, but We're I, you I can't help there, but love it. We're behind <laughs> you. <laughs> the guy's pushing now, you. They, hey, I, I, have, I've, I have had um, some things like, you know, in, in, in my better opinion, I would say it was paranormal, you know, at, at work. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, it happens. And Mike King can vouch, you know, with him being a cop as well. I mean, he's had, for instances, too. And Mike's the biggest skeptic you'll ever meet. You know what I mean? Right, right. But Well, I, have, I actually have a retired um, police uh, policeman on my team, uh, 32 years, uh, captain of New York State Police Department. And um, he, wow. he became a detective. And... Um, he says, I use this stuff, you know, all the time, um, when he interviews, because we actually send him out to pre-interview, um, we actually call him a field, um, interviewer. And what he does is he goes out ahead of time and he talks with the people and then he contacts us and says, okay, I believe this person. Um, and, and he says to me, he mm -hmm. says, because I watch the way their eyes are, their body language the feeling he goes, I use the same techniques from the state police in the paranormal because mm -hmm. you have to kind of, you know, uh, decide whether this is believable or not believable. And so he would always steer us to certain right. cases. I mean, I mean, I remember one that he, he said to me, Hey, he goes, I checked out that case you wanted me to check out. I'm like, yeah, he goes, he goes, dude, don't waste your time. She says there's a pink, uh, uh a unicorn in the backyard, her little gnomes, garden gnomes, are, are partying at midnight, keeping her up, um, dancing potatoes on the on the shelf. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So he goes, don't waste your time. She's on something. <laughs> wow. So, you know, it, it's nice to have professionals on your team. And that's what I was going to say about you, Ernie, and even you, Dave, because you've had experience in that field as well. And, you know, to have that, to look back on and say, hey, well, you know, being trained as a police officer, we have to look at body language. We have to look at this stuff when we're investigating mm -hmm. or, you know, when we're in the field. So I myself have always believed that if you're putting together a team, you want to have not the best of the best because you can't get the best of the best. But if you can get somebody that's experienced in a certain field. And what they do actually can transition into the paranormal and being an investigator. That's the right way to go, whether it be an electrician, a plumber, right. um, you know, a police officer, a psychiatrist, you know, something like that. And I think that's why most teams today 
use psychic mediums because they believe the psychic medium can point them in a direction. And um, do you guys agree with that or? Mm-hmm. Or needs just like, mm-hmm. What, I do. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that every case we we have or whatever that we need a psychic medium. But there's certain psychic mediums that absolutely, you know, I, I trust 100, percent and they are valuable to us at times. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Um, Tom, we know who you're talking about, Mr. Kenny Biddle. <laughs> yes, we do. We know who you're talking about. Um. Let me see what else we got in here. I used to be um, absolutely, you know, skeptical of psychic mediums, but mm-hmm. I have had two wonderful psychic mediums prove me absolutely wrong. First one was Lori Johnson from the show Ghosts of Shepherdstown. Um, mm-hmm. While we were on an event with her, um, she actually pulled me aside and says, Dave, I smell smoke in your house. I'm like, Lori, you've never been to my house. And she started going into her little thing and she described my house verbatim. And she told me that on the left wall, when you walk in, there's a TV and I smell smoke there. Be careful. I said, yeah, right. Okay. About what? Four or five days later, I'm sitting in my living room and I'm like, something's burning. And her words immediately came to my, my mind. So I literally ran over to the TV and sure enough, the plug was smoking. I pulled the plug out. Um, the power strip that was in it was actually starting to smoke. Um, mm. If I wouldn't have noticed it or would have walked away for some reason, it would have caught fire. Um, I actually posted those on my personal Facebook page. She hit the nail right on the head. I had the plug replaced. Everything's fine. Um, and the second one is Haley from uh, Keystone State. She She's just incredible. So, Cool. cool. Hey, Eric. All right. Monday, um, hey, Monday, Monday night, Monday night, um, or Monday afternoon, Lori called me. Lori Johnson called me about something unrelated. And um I had mentioned that I, I was off on Tuesday, but I was working overtime. Mm-hmm. And she immediately said to me, uh, hey, look, you're gonna be with someone and they're gonna offer you a hamburger. Whatever you do, do not eat it. You're going to get deathly sick. So I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm used to Lori. So, you know what I mean? I Even though things bug me out sometimes, I don't let her know. And I'm like, okay, all right, you know, thank you. So I'm thinking to myself, I, I ride alone. You know, I'm not going to be with nobody. So as I'm going to work, uh, the sergeant calls me and says, hey, look, we need a field trainer tonight. You mind taking a rookie? So I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. So I'm thinking, uh uh-oh, there's the person that's with me. So anyway, I'm thinking about this, and nothing happens all night. So about 4 o'clock in the morning, I I was in the building, and I was by myself, and I was walking by communications. So if I'm in the building, and I always poke my head in and say, hey, you know, how you doing, or whatever. Ted, I kid you not, man. I poked my head in the building and I mean in the room and I spoke to the dispatcher and as I'm walking out, he's going, Ernie, 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 come here, come here, come here. And I said, what's up? And he was opening a bag and he said, do you want to split this bacon cheeseburger with me? It's too big for me to eat. I stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, nope, get that away from me. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, I'm, I am dead. I, so I had to message Lori at like five o'clock in the morning and wake her up. I just send her a message. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she texts me back like, what the hell is wrong? I'm like, call me. <laughs> but I mean, coincidence, uh, spot on, you make the determination, but I didn't eat that hamburger. Right. But I mean, right. what, what's the chances of that? I mean, what's the odds of that? Seriously. Right. right. Uh, you know. I don't know. So, uh, got lots of people in the chat room here. I'm going to make some uh, make some noise by talking, uh, saying hi to them real quick. Mr. Mike Clark, uh, Debbie Mays, Christine Holmes, Chad Vandenberg, uh, Linnell, thank you for joining us, Jerry Shepard, uh, Phyllis Beach, uh, Daniel Class, I already said that before, but hello, Dan, again. Hey, Dan. Um, Elizabeth Hobner Daniel. and Adam Briggs, uh, Steve Berry, of course, Lee, Lisa Hagedorn. Um, and then on the main one, we have Mr. Eric Harrison that has joined us um, as well. So um, welcome, everybody, to Talk with Teddy. We're sitting here with Dave and Ernie from Paranormal Inc. They also have a podcast called uh, step into the paranormal. Yes, right. The, well, that's the paranormal ink picture, Dave. Um, but yeah, there, <laughs> there is a they they have a, a podcast, um, radio cast <coughs> right here um, on WLFE DB Radio. Um, so make sure you guys go like and share their pages and and all that stuff, and uh, go show them some love, lots of love. David loves some love. love. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Got to wake you up somehow. So, guys, while you were sitting here in the chat room, you listening to us, Chaffat, um, you guys need to come up with a uh, come up with a topic so that the last hour we have something to talk about. And it's a topic that you have to pick. I brought the guest. It's your turn to pick a topic. And we will discuss that topic to the best of our ability, whether we know what we're talking about or not, that's what makes it fun. Also, we will have a game a little bit later on as well that we always play here. So, um, 
Dave, I'm going to ask you a question that uh, uh, I, I've wanted to know for a while about you. Um, being in the paranormal, what, I mean, I know that you got the shit scared out of you and stuff, but was there anything before that that kind of said to you, I'm kind of interested in this stuff? Well, what happened is in the year 2000, my grandfather died. Okay. And my grandfather was pretty much my my surrogate father. Um, my, my father bailed out when I was like one or two years old, whatever. And I always grew up around my grandfather. He's the one who taught me all my handyman skills, plumbing, heating and air conditioning, electrical. And he was my buddy. Uh, he passed in 2000. And then my grandmother pretty much a year later willed herself to die. Um, and I've always been curious. Now, I was born the day before Halloween. So I've always been into the creepy spooky. But that really set things in motion where I wanted to know. Mm. Um, and I've always had my hand in. I was that, that guy that went into the creepy buildings that you're not supposed to, um, went into the haunted buildings. Um, I wanted to know. Mm. And, you know, I, I always had my nose somewhere creepy or spooky. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, I worried the police a couple times, you know, things like that. But, um, but once I hit with er Ernie, it just kind of all fell into place. There was a reason for it. Oh, it was it was love at first sight. You yeah. guys are supposed to work together. Yep. Um. So Ernie, you gotta have one. You gotta be sitting on one. Tell me a story, a blooper with Dave that that happened on a case. Something that Dave did that was hysterical that happened while you're investigating. You actually want to turn this into about a five-part miniseries, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I love damn, hearing the bloopers. I love hearing what the bloopers. I'll tell the story. Dave, what story do you want me to tell? Oh, crap. Um, was there that many? Well, <laughs> I guess you could go with the one at Haldeman. You know which one I'm talking about. No, no, there's several. You got to even break it down even more. I just want to hear some funny stories about Dave. Um, we, the Haldeman Mansion, the Haldeman Mansion ran a radio contest. And the grand prize winners received a uh, investigation with Paranormal Inc. and with Steve and Pam Barry, who you already had on. Right. Um, they had some issues and they couldn't make it. So Dave and I were left with the task of, you know, doing like a brief seminar and the contestant winners each got to bring a guest as well as like the production crew and what have you, they bring a guest. So, uh, the summed up version, we was upstairs and the whole group, we were in one of the rooms and we had all, not all, but a lot of equipment laid out in the middle of the floor. Okay. Cause you know, mm -hmm. we're going to make this. We want this to be entertaining for these folks that never done this. Right. So yeah, we got the REM pod out, the K2 out, everything. Well, Dave kept hearing something behind him, okay? 
He would turn around with his little flashlight, nothing. Hear it again, turn around, nothing. Okay. Now, Ted, uh, you know, you remember Christina Dalvin, right? She yeah. came up to Parafest, blonde, yeah. blonde hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. she got into the paranormal because she was one of the contestant winners. Oh. So anyhow, so Dave's there, Christine is there, and her other friends there. You know, they're all by Dave. After he heard these noises and couldn't figure out, you know, what it was, it was like a sonic boom. The whole place shook and it it sounded it it, it was like a boom. It was right. Um, we never did figure out. Yeah. And we never did figure out what it was. Now, a lot of folks said it felt like it was through the floor. Some said it was through the wall. But whatever the case may be, wherever it came from, Dave decided to duck his head down and run full steam ahead. It scared the, the two shit girls out of followed him. Well, me, you know, Dave being six foot six and me only being five foot eight. I decided to stand in front of the equipment so that they wouldn't run through hundreds of dollars worth of equipment. In other right. words, Ernie did so being in the pitch Dave's way coming like a freight train. <laughs> yeah, and he had his head down like this, and as he approached me, he picked his head up and it hit me right under the bridge of my nose and literally took me off my feet. You could see the birds going around a man's head. I mean, literally, you could see birds. And he's like in the middle of the room doing this. I think you broke my nose. <laughs> but the the oh, bad God. thing, the bad thing was the the next night was the uh, grand opening at the um, haunted trails of oh, Gettysburg. God. Oh my God! And Dave and I, Dave and I were hosting that. Okay, so I woke up that morning and I I look like a ra I look like a raccoon. So I wound up going upstairs, getting Ruby some of Ruby's makeup, trying to you know cover up the black and purple. You know, uh, seriously, I look like I, I was in a car accident. Well, it it only worked so good, so I had no other alternative but you know find the biggest <laughs> pair of celebrity sunglasses that I that I have. Yeah, and showed up in sunglasses. I had to keep him on until it got dark. <laughs> he rolled up to the haunted trails, and I'm like, dude, what's up with the glasses? He goes. <laughs> so the running joke the rest of the night, everybody's asking, Ernie, what happened? Dave Pimp slapped me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Janet Bankston, hello. Thanks I should have. Popping in. Jay Yates, hello. Um, go ahead. Oh, but, oh and then hey, Ted, and we'll we'll continue the story while we're at the trails the next night. We had the SOS Teen Paranormal Camp with us, right? So I was taking a break from the event, and I was outside by the fire, you know, and oh, having a cup of coffee or something. Well, one of the kids come running over, and they're like, "Ernie, Ernie, something." Something's wrong with Dave. And I'm like, well, you got to be a little more specific. I already know something's wrong with him, but <laughs> you got to elaborate a little bit. Oh now, now Terry and Amanda at the trails, they have one of those 
what you, I guess you wouldn't call a basement, but a cellar. It has the two doors that open up and you come out of the ground. Mm-hmm. When I get there, when I get there, I run over to where Dave's at. Somebody's got a live camera on me, still filming. Dave, Dave you okay? Dave, Dave. He, come, he comes running. He comes running out of the cellar, violently throwing up all over the yard. And I, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Keep that camera rolling, though. Don't want to miss it. You know, and so they're filming this poor guy who's, I don't know what, I don't know if he's having a seizure or whatever, but <laughs> it made for some good watching later on that night when I got back to my hotel room, though. So, oh, man. grabbed hold of me and basically was, I mean, down in that cellar, I don't know what latched on me. They, the girls were trying to teach me how to ground myself because that's the first time anything ever, ever grabbed hold of me and it wouldn't let go. So, mm-hmm. You know, I've next every time I've gone to the trail since I will not go in that cellar. <laughs> and that that refers to the hell no. Where did it go, uh, Cliff? Yeah, hell no, no. I will not go into that cellar ever again. Yeah. So Cliff's question was, uh, was there any, was there ever anything that made you guys think, oh hell no, uh, maybe this is not something I should be sticking my nose in. The into. haunted trail cellars, hell no. <laughs> On my behalf, no way, man. Because if, I mean, we try to, you know, being serious for a minute, if we get a case or something, you know, we always look into what we need to look into, you know, prior to going. So if we need somebody with different skill set that we have, we always try to have somebody on standby so that nothing will catch us off guard when we get there. You know what I mean? I mean, during a case, we might have to bail out and contact someone but you always try to have that you know that standby ready you know what i mean right and you should i mean i'm a i'm a strong believer that if you if you're doing a case and you have extended everything you know or something pops up that you know you can't handle you've never done before you reach out to those that have done that or have been involved in something similar so yeah i get it because It's nothing, it's nothing worse. It's nothing worse than, you know, a person will mean well, but they'll come up against something that's completely out of their, their scope. And, you know, because they watched last night's version of whatever paranormal show, they all of a sudden, you know, well, I'll take care of this, this demon or this whatever, you know what I mean? So it's nothing worse than seeing somebody that don't know what they're doing, meaning well, but don't realize that they're causing more damage. That's why, you know, if you have, if you have the, um, you know, the hookups, use them. I mean, we're all in this together. You know what I mean? One love. So, you know, you have, you have the contacts, use the contacts. Yeah. That was going to be my next question to you guys. Um, there's always a lot of stuff out there about parity and then you get those that are kind of stuck in their own little world and don't want to, don't want to help or share. They don't want to be involved unless it benefits them. Um, so apparently you guys feel the way I do that we should all be working together um, and yep. sharing. We should be, if somebody yep. reaches out to you, you should give them your best, give them the best and, and you know, that you have and, and, and help them out. You know, um, nobody's above anybody else mm-hmm. in this field. Absolutely. And, you know, those, that's the way it should be, you know, um, now, with cases that you guys have dealt with, have you ever ran into a case to where you just said, 
you know, even like with you, Ernie, being a police officer, it's like you ever walked into a case and said, um, you know, I really can't help you. Not yet. No. Not yet. Mm -mm. Okay. We're fortunate enough to have enough resources behind us that we can actually, we, we have a ton of people behind us that if we can't help, we'll bring in a resource within a week and we'll be right back right. there hammering at it. Okay. Um, do you guys think yeah. that, yeah, fortunately, no, we haven't had to do that yet. That That's cool. That's cool. Um, what's your, what's your, uh, opinion of all these new gadgets that are coming out? Do you think they're actually helping the field? Do you think they're, they're, uh, moving us forward? If they're used in the right manner, yes. And that's what I started to allude to a little earlier in the show. I, I, I know I'm about to probably get a lot of negative press, but the SLS camera, the SLS camera has a great purpose. If you will set it on a tripod, you will aim it at something and not walk around with it, it is a great tool. But it has a flaw in it. It has a, a built-in, it it's made to make a stick figure. It's made that way as an anomaly. It's programmed that way. I've actually looked into the programming of it. So if you're walking around with it and you suddenly stop, it's seeing a vertical line. It'll try to put a stick figure on it. That's a flaw in it. If you put it down, you aim it at a target and you back away from it and all of a sudden something pops in, does something, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply goes away you may have something hmm. so okay. there are tools that are really great and there are tools that are constructed incorrectly i think that in my opinion i think that's the majority of the tools that are out there is that uh yeah. um actually i'm going to back up and i'm going to say the problem with the tools that we have, they're created by people that really want to help the field. I believe they do, but there are 
uh, also those that are out there to create these things just to make money, Absolutely. you know? And so they're following a, a mm -hmm. guide or say a blueprint from somebody else. And they're just making these things to make a buck. And, um, I, right. I can't, I can't say, you know, well, say shame on them, but you know, it's, I, I myself would rather see things that are outside our norm as tools go. I mean, cause the K2, to be honest with you, the K2, yes, it was made for electricians to find, um, wiring in the wall. That's bad. It's unshielded. It's, you know, it, it I understand that, but what we all know and which it'll be forever before we actually, I think, find the truth to it is we are developing tools that we believe capture or lead us to something called a ghost. The problem with that is that we don't even know what a ghost is. We don't know what it's made of, right. we don't know why it's here, what it does. Is it a soul? Is it this? Is it that? And on the flip side of that, that's why we're creating this, these tools. It's to kind of give us points of saying, okay, well, we know EMF or, or we know infrasound or we know, you know what I'm saying? We know this, this, uh, this spectrum of light. Um, so I don't so know. What, basically what you're saying, Ted, is what you're saying is the, the instrument is being or, or, or like thought of but it's being constructed to find basically what you want it to find because of this is what you think it is. Does that make sense? In some cases, yes. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like the disease right now we're dealing with. Okay. With this, this, this virus, I should say, um, you have to try different things. You need to experiment. You need to put things out there and run it through different things to see what it's made up of. Um, to say that it, it, that, you know, okay, so it's made up of this molecule or this atom or blah, blah, blah. It's the same with ghost spirits and the stuff out there in the paranormal. I mean, let's, let's just take, for instance, one that everybody knows besides ghosts, Bigfoot. We, we've all heard the stories that, oh yeah, we could see videos all day long of Bigfoot and, and footprints and stuff like that. But DNA, a dead body, right. bones. Something that we right. can actually take and 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 tear apart and put back together and run our experiments on, so that we can say, "Hey, you know, we can actually create a device that can tell us where all the Bigfoot are in the woods." It's mm -hmm. hard in the paranormal when it comes to ghosts or spirits because we do not have something like that. Well, that you're hitting on exactly one right. of the things we actually talk about in our seminar. All right, right now, if you go back. 500 years into the medical field and you happen to get stabbed in your shoulder with a rusty knife. The most likely outcome for you is you're either going to die there on the table or you're going to die days later from the disease. You flip forward 500 years, the medical profession has advanced right. so far because we've done so many experiments. Right. The paranormal field is in its infancy right now. We are babies when it comes to knowing. So we're, we, that's exactly what we're doing. We're developing different pieces of equipment to try to detect, to try to find, to try to see. And does this work? Yes, no. And if it does, great. We'll try to further that. If it's no, then we try going this way. Right. So right. I fully expect in 100 years, we might be able to pick up 
a phone or tap the button in our ear or whatever it is that uh, that for that point and say, hey, grandma, I know it's been 300 years since you were alive, but I just wanted to say hi. I'm waiting for that day. Oh, you're waiting for the ghost phone. See, I'll put... <laughs> I'll, Ted, I, I can... I, as far as my opinion or my theory, I can put it in, in layman's terms for like, you know, for the people that's listening. My, my thoughts are pretty simple. Um, and it, it coincides with what you and Dave are saying. Um, you know, with my paranormal start, my paranormal research starting as from a religious aspect of how I got into all this was mm -hmm. basically because of my religion, my religious studies. You know, I personally feel with the exclusion of demons or angels or things that have never taken a human form, whether you want to call it an entity, a spirit or whatever, I think any ghost that we have come across or feel that we have come across is someone's soul. Now to coincide with what you're saying in order to validate that, we need to find out what that soul consists of that will allow us to physically detect it and say, okay, you know what? Here, I captured this. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I believe everything, if we do catch something, it all originates from someone's soul, being their soul. But we haven't got to that point yet that we can, you know, positively say okay this is what the soul consists of so this is the right piece of equipment to give a positive reading that see i do know what i'm talking about you know right. what i mean right. right i like melody's comment yeah oh i do too her her comment was pretty straightforward i like the approach that paranormal study is in its infancy interest uh interesting stance and allows those of us who are skeptical to remain open-minded about it Absolutely. and you know that's right you know, I, I I sit back here as an as a paranormal investigator that has you know I try things all the time, and I like to tear things apart and put it back together like say an engine, and I like to be able to say hey I've got something or I don't have something. The problem that I find with everything and over the years is that I find myself with what I call an arrow, and an arrow is something that points me to a direction. Right? You agree? An arrow points you to a direction. So. You might end up with 20 of those damn things. You don't know. You might end up with 100. The problem is with us now in the paranormal is, and I, and I understand what you're saying, Ernie, about the soul. If we could take the soul and put it under a microscope, we could figure out what it is, then we could find something to, to detect that. Um, we know it's an energy. It always comes back down to be an energy that can't be destroyed. Right. right? So. Right. How do we get to that point to where Joe Schmo says the K2 is picking up a ghost? The app on your phone is picking up a ghost. You know what I'm saying? The, the ghost box is talking to a ghost. The REM pod is picking up a ghost. All of this stuff is theory. All this stuff right. is our best guesses. Um, until we get to the point where we can actually say, oh, my God, Dave, we caught a ghost. He's in that glass jar right there. What? How are we going to? How are we going to tear it apart and how are we going to get what we want? We know we can't stick a needle in its arm and draw blood because it doesn't have an arm. We can't see it. And blood, who the hell knows? You know, um, 
so my my whole point with all this is 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 we still are are kind of chasing our own tails in this field and the best that we can do is keep collecting the data keep Absolutely. records write everything down mm -hmm. or put it on a disc or thumb drive or mm -hmm. you know pass it on like the natives did to the next generation you know um and i think until we get to that point um we are just going to continue to chase our tails because things like the K2, like the REM pod, ghost box, whatever you want to say, they're just guesses that they're pointing us to a, to a direction. There, there's actually, no even evidence of that though. We actually had a very interesting experience at the Sam Miller mansion um, in uh, Columbia, Pennsylvania. Um, so we put a whole bunch of our equipment in a window. We had REM pods, we had K2s, we had Mel meters. Um, you know, we, we had a whole bunch of equipment up there and something started messing with our equipment. So we actually have a video on our YouTube channel. You can hear Ernie calling it by device. Can you turn that one on? Can you make that one ring? Stop making that one noise. Independently. You say. On. Independently. Independently. And even yeah. though it was a big group of equipment, whatever it was, was doing it individually. And you could see it in the video. And he would like the light would be on and he goes, turn that off. Click. It's off. Right. Make right. that one ring. And it, it, was, it, ringing, and he it goes, was almost oh, like a. It was almost like a game because I when they originally was doing that session in that room, I was in I wasn't even there. And I came in the room and just kind of, you know, took over what what was going on and. Dave was getting some results, but for some reason, when I walked in, it was like everything at once started going off and then it stopped. So I felt that I had either gotten someone's attention or they wanted mine. So that's when we come to the conclusion of, hey, you know, it started off basic. If, if you know, you're here or whatever, I said, you want to talk to me, make something go off. And right. it did. Immediately. And. My first, my first response was stop and it stopped. So then I was like, can you make this green one go off? Can you make this red one go off? And all I would say, Ted is stop. And it would instantly stop. I, I, I never experienced that before for that, that long of uh, time. This went on. What do you say, Dave, about a good five minutes, five, five, six minutes. He would actually call it on the K2 and yeah. say, can you make it go up to the yellow light and stop? And it would it would literally stop on the yellow and he go, make it go to red, up to red. He goes, take it back down, down. Right. So he got something's attention. Okay, so let me ask you guys, and, and this is, you know, you know how I feel about you guys. One love, man. I love you guys like brothers. Um, are you both, so I'm going to assume that you both are believers. I believe there's something there. I don't know what it is at this point. Okay, Ernie. You mean in the in the field? Do you believe in that ghosts exist? Do you believe that ghosts are real? Yes. Okay. All right. My um, thing is, let, let me give you a little bit of background about me, Ted. I came from a, a Methodist religion. I'm actually a lay minister in the United Methodist Church. Um. So I come from a very high philosophical side um, on the Christianity side. Mm -hmm. If you actually take the Christianity side along with the scientific side and put them together, it makes very perfect sense. 
In the Bible, they talk about heaven, they talk about hell, and in the King James Version, they don't use the word purgatory, but in other versions, they say purgatory. Purgatory is basically the waiting room for the souls to be judged for Judgment Day. So where is purgatory? We don't know. Okay. In the Bible, it talks about Jesus rose from the dead. He rose people from the dead. How did he put that energy back in the body? Okay. Take it on the scientific side. The body produces energy. It is a fact. You cannot destroy energy. You can augment it. You can change it. You can manipulate it, but you cannot destroy it. So when that energy leaves the body, where does it go? What does it do? So you put those two together and two and two have to equal four. You agree with this, Ernie, right? In a sense, but I I just based on my religion and my my studies, I I, I see it differently. I I mean, generally speaking, what they you know, I could uh Read my book when it comes out, Ted. <laughs> it explains it in there. <laughs> Good call. Um, I'll, 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 I'll sum this up as quick as I can because when I get to ramble, and I know I can, I can ramble, I feel that our soul is alive before it takes our human body. When, and I'm not trying to turn this into a religious show, but I'm, I'm just telling you where my belief in right. the paranormal comes from. Okay. I believe that before our, you know, our soul was alive before our, our uh, physical body. I believe when God gives our soul a physical body to come to earth, it's because whether someone takes a good path in life or someone takes a bad path in life. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everyone is here for a specific reason that God needs us here. Even if you do something bad, in the long run, it's going to change the course of time where everything comes full circle. Okay. Right. So, you know, I, I, I feel that when you're here, you may not know your mission. You know, you're living your life. 
But then when we die, I think our soul returns back. Now, when you get into the haunting aspect, there's so many different reasons why a soul could return or be here or visit you. You understand? Right. But, yeah. you know, to, to answer your general question, yes, I believe in ghosts. I believe that a ghost is someone's soul. And there's a whole uh, variety of reasons why they could be here, you know, and, and, and you know how that goes where, where that could lead to. Right. But. Right. Right. Well, you, you know, both of what you said is pretty much how the majority of people in the paranormal feel, you know, it's not, it's, it's not uncommon. The majority of the, the paranormal investigators or ghost hunters that I've talked to in the past over the years have the same general um, opinion that that's how it, you know, mm -hmm. that that's the way it is. <clears throat> and I can't take that away from it. I would never tell you, you were wrong Ernie, or Dave is wrong because I don't know. I, yeah. I sit in a place where I kind of look at um, what I can prove and what I can't prove. Um, I'm not, uh, I do not believe in God. I do not believe in heaven. I do not believe in hell. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little weird, but we all knew that anyways. And, you know, but I'm never going to say to you, Ernie or Dave, that, you know, I, you're full of shit. I would never do that. I'm not that type of person. I believe that we all are here to do what we're supposed to do. Okay. And mm -hmm. you said that, Ernie. We're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whether it's to mm -hmm. touch somebody's life, like somebody that you're here to touch one person to change their outlook and help them in some way get off get off get off you know it, it whatever the reason is you're here for a purpose amen okay yes. um, right. and, and i feel that in the paranormal we are all drawn to this because of a purpose i believe that we're here and we experience something and that's what draws us here i think you were all like ernie you experienced it and you were supposed to be in this field. I think David experienced and he's supposed to be in this field. Um, I think there's a few of us that, um, well, actually all of us are drawn to it for a specific reason, uh, whether it's something from a past life, whether it's something that was um, instilled on us by um, another great being or whatever the, the case may be. I love the paranormal field. I eat, breathe, and sleep it. Right. And I know that you guys do too. Well, I, I believe that there's a fate somewhere because, for, for instance, Ernie and I have been on almost the same path our entire lives. We have worked at several different jobs at the same time, but never ran into each other. But it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time. But when it became the right time, there was a reason why we came together. And, and it, it just it was there. Right. And to answer Tom's and question, Dave, um, Dave, let me let me cut you off for a minute. Let me I gotta back you up with what you're saying. Right before I met Dave, something kind of bad happened in my life. Okay. And I just couldn't figure out why this was happening. You know what I mean? And I I, I what happened to me, I don't do anything for it to happen. I didn't feel that I deserved for it to happen, and it was a tough time. But then that full circle I just described, I started seeing that 
in order for my life to be where it's at right at this exact moment, that bad thing I experienced had to occur because if not, I would have been on that same path and I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So it was kind of almost like something had to be eliminated or set aside in order to bring new stuff in and, and make my, my life become full circle again. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's, a, it, it's so amazing what Dave is saying. Um, you know, and I even told Dave, I said, one day I'm going to sit down. It's going to take a long time, but I'm going to explain to you exactly what I meant. And how, cause I always say when things happen at the time they happen, whether they're good or bad, we're not supposed to know why, but in the end, we'll see why. Melanie, and I, I think Dave, you know, our, I think our, uh, you know, our, our paranormal ink project, I, I think that was our fate and, and things were starting to come full circle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So can you pop Tom's comment up there real quick? Sure can. Thank you. Mm -hmm. My thoughts on reincarnation is absolutely. So being a man of faith, when the body dies, the soul has to go somewhere. And my thought is God recycles just like we do. And it, you'll get a new body. You'll get a new. And there's, you know, when you, you hear of people having that deja vu, it's something that they've seen in the past that's coming to present. So I, I fully believe in reincarnation. I'm telling you right now, when, my, when I die, my soul gets comes back into another body. I better be fucking hot. I already love you, you stud muffin. You know that. <laughs> See now, I, I have to, I have to disagree. Respectfully disagree. I one hundred percent do not believe in reincarnation. Nope. And see, that's nope. what makes us a good team, though, because Ernie has his beliefs. I have my beliefs. But <clears throat> when we put things, we're, we're we're testing those beliefs. And whether I'm right, you know right. the difference between my beliefs. You what? know the difference between my beliefs and Dave's beliefs? What? Mine are right. Ah! <laughs> well, I'm going to... I'm going to... Hey, Ernie, I'm showing you my IQ right now. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing there. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of... To finish up that topic with this being said on my end, um, mm -hmm. with, with my faith and what I believe and what I was raised... Now, I was raised Roman Catholic, guys. I, my father's Roman Catholic. Um, my mom is not. That's what I am. Um, okay, my mom is not. My mom is has a Native American pagan religion, and um, her belief is more of we all go back to where we came from, which is Earth. And so we were raised to believe many things. I studied theology. You know, I did the whole thing trying to figure out what was, what was, what, what God was for me. What you know, who did what, and you know, all, you know, all that stuff. Different cultures, different faiths and religions and and you know that's what got me into mythology that's what got me into history that's what you know it just kind of leaves you down the path um but i i have seen um in many uh scriptures in different books say or statements in other books say um that in this faith they believe in reincarnation but yet another faith says they don't believe in reincarnation as in you know back into another human soul they believe that it just 
goes into the ground and goes back to where it came from or just disperses and goes to the universe. And there's very, very many different ideas on where the soul goes, that energy goes. Now, we know recently that there has been experiments on when a person dies that the soul does exist. And they're saying that when body dies and the soul actually leaves, the weight of that body actually loses a few ounces. And so at this point, in this stage, um, we can honestly say with, with a little skepticism that, okay, the body does lose weight, so the soul <clears throat> could exist, okay, very well could exist to where it's something that science has said, there's something going on there, you know, Um so my belief is pretty much both. I believe that I think some people believe that they get reincarnated and they come back. That's why, you know, psychics say, oh, you were Joan of Arc. Oh, you were Ted Kennedy. Oh, you were or not Ted Kennedy, um, you know, Kennedy. And uh, my brain's gone right now. So or, you know, you were an animal or, you know, or or it just went back into the ground and, you know, I would hate to think that I was a leaf or a branch on a tree, but, you know, it's, it, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, oh, my God, that frog just shit me out. Anyways, um, I really believe that, that one of the reasons we have so many different beliefs on here in, in our world, the beliefs and the systems of belief, is because maybe in some way, shape, or form, it was meant to be that way that um, if you connect all religions in some way, shape, or form, there's always a thread that connects them all no matter where you come from. So is mm -hmm. that, is that right. what the soul is? Is that what, what makes us all the same? Um, I, I truly believe that when I, can, when I look at people, believe it or not, I can usually tell what creature, what animal, what bird, what amphibian they came from because i see that in them um, I, I actually can picture people as certain animals and i've always thought to myself does that mean that maybe somewhere in their life that's where they came from you know as a reincarnation or that's where they stem from because think about science versus religion they say we all crawled out of a pond okay so what did i come out as what did Ernie come out as? What did Dave come out as? What animal? What I think Dave was. I think Dave. Dave was a woodpecker. Ah. I was waiting for that one. That was fucking awesome. I love that answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So all right, so let's go back here and let's look at some of these uh, and, uh, questions and stuff. <sighs> Melanie said she had to go, um, but we love you, Mel. We know you're already gone. Thank you so much for your input. Um, we'll be catching you. Um, when I said, Tom says that he's already hot, laughed my ass off. So he's good because um, he thinks he's hot. We'll just let him keep believing that. Uh, so Ernie doesn't believe in reincarnation, but he believes that the energy goes on after death. So in Ernie's opinion, what happens to the energy? The soul goes to heaven where it originated from. Okay. There you go. Simple and easy. That was clean. That was perfect now i'm bored no um <laughs> now don't let me let me just let me just say this real quick ted before knew, you move I on i that, knew <laughs> anything anything i say is just my theory my opinion 
Right. Okay. I'm not saying I'm right or putting down someone's else or someone else's belief or, or their it's religion. Truth. I'm it's just saying you say that all based on my studies. Yeah. Based on my studies and what I've been researching all my life. That's just my opinion and my right. theory. So that's his truth. Just like mine is my truth. And I, that's, you know, right. if more people were like us and just said, Hey, we don't care what you come from or where you, you know, what you believe, but we're still brothers. We're still, we still love you, man. I mean, that's the way the world should be in my opinion. But well, now, is, like, it should. When it I was should. talking about purgatory earlier, that could be a waiting room for the, at least in my opinion, it could be the waiting room for the reincarnation. Eventually the world's going to be judged again, in my opinion, as it states in revelations. But in the meantime, the body's only set to survive between 70 and 100 years, whatever it's, it's designed to. So when that soul goes, there not, may not be a body for it. It has to have a waiting room somewhere. That might be purgatory. So it might be just be recycling. Or it may go to heaven and it can come back and visit or it goes to hell and bye. Um, I'm going to make this comment for you, Dave. Yes, sir. That when it comes to your purgatory, okay, and – just remember this, because when you go, I want if, if your conscience somewhere where you can can remember me saying this, when you're standing in the closet of that purgatory room and you can't get out, <laughs> remember that this that bastard said, I'm stuck. Fuck you, Ted. <laughs> Here's the thing, Ted, I will make you a promise. If I die before you, I will come haunt your ass. <laughs> It better be good. See now, Ted, you said you're you're very familiar with the Roman Catholic religion, and of course that's what I am. But I, you know, Roman Catholic believes in heaven and hell, and even though I'm Roman Catholic, I do not believe in hell. I don't think well, there's, there's a hell. There's a there's a lot of separation in there. It's a, it's uh, uh it's. A Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Same with um, some uh, Wiccan beliefs where there's just different levels that, that they all believe uh, automatically they're Wiccan, but they all have their own um, distinct beliefs, right. uh, you know, with inside that. Well, I, I can't think of the fucking denomination. 
um, of it. So mm -hmm. that's the way it works with a lot of religions is they're, they're, they're so freaking different. And, uh, but like I said before, if you could trace and like put all the religions out, like if they were playing cards, put them all out on the table and, you know, connect the dots, I would think somewhere there's an underlining, um, silver thread connecting them all somehow. It's just figuring out right. what it is. Exactly. And that's the same. And that's the same, I believe, with this whole topic of the paranormal and ghosts and so on and so forth. We're not a religious show, far fucking from it. And, you know, I, I, I like talking about all this different stuff because I think we all have to be able to say what we believe and not be judged for it, no matter what it is. Yeah. We have to feel that right. it's, a, it's, an, it's a level playing field and that's what Talk to Teddy is. We, do, we don't care. We just want to talk and see that that goes back to what i <clears throat> that goes back to what i said in the beginning in order to get anywhere in this field or or any other field or any type of relationship you have to disagree if we right. all sat around and agreed with everything that we we would accomplish you know how nothing. boring it would be you know it's <laughs> like take a take a piece of take a piece of evidence you know, if, if Dave and I agreed on every piece of evidence, we would never get to what we really, you know, truly think it is. So, right. I, I mean, I think the, the disagreements is good. That's healthy for, for anything. I believe it. I believe it. So, <clears throat> gentlemen, we are at our halfway mark for, uh, to, well, actually, our, our, our mark to um, move on to a little game. Are you guys up for this? Give it up. Ernie's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do this. I'm game. I got twenty. I got twenty three percent. I got twenty percent left on my phone. So you can't charge it. I got about enough for a game in me. I have to get extension cord and all that crap. <laughs> well, you're gonna need a pad of paper and a pen. Give me a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come a little bit. Pad. Hello, Chanel. Hello, Charles. Hello, Pamela. All right. So, <clears throat> who is the lucky person in the chat room that is going to be joining us for a little game? Who wants to play a game? Tom Nelly. Tom Nelly. <clears throat> Tom Nelly's been playing a lot lately. Come on. Who wants to play a game? I need a name. Shall we play a game? Yeah. What the or, hell was that? Doing that? I'd like to play a game. <laughs> do you want to play a game? I do. <laughs> Chanel M. Fletcher. Do you want to play a game? You know you do. Oh, poor Ernie. He's going to kick my ass. <laughs> and when he gets back, I'll never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But he is. He's going to kick my ass. So, Chanel, if you're going to play the game, I need to know so that I can send you an invite. Oh, Jesus.
<laughs> did you see did you see Tom's answer? Ted can only stand so much of Tom on his show, laugh my ass off. <laughs> he plays this game way too much. That's the problem. All right, Chanel. All right, I'm I had to go plug here. I'm good. Good. Hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Right. We got you. All right. All right. So I am sending. Uh, there we go. Maybe it's just one, one and done. Oh my lord. <laughs> That's funny shit. And Tom, if you're drinking, you you got to come over to here. Come to my house at no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a guest now going to play the game with us. So um, Ernie and Dave meet Chanel. She is going to be. I'm playing right along with you guys. Uh, you got your pad and paper there, Miss Chanel? Yep. All right. So we're going to let Ernie pick um, the game um, because uh -oh. he had to go get paper and he's going to kick my ass anyway. So I might as well let him pick the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the name of this game. Well, you're going to have to pick one of these. This is the folder. And, um, well, as soon as I can get the damn thing to pop up here. Okay. So, games are um, name this pitcher. Um, give this, <laughs> give this, give this creature a name or give a convict. A name. Ooh. Everyone's ten. So, so you get to pick. Give a convict a name, name these creatures, or name this pick. Ah. Uh, name this picture. All right. That's where we're going. <clears throat> so how this works is list your paper one through six. Do not say the answer. Write it down. <clears throat> and then we will come back to it. Um, <laughs> this is too much. Oh, I love playing this game. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody help Dave. Welcome to Pride Time. <laughs> He's like oh, your he personal Max Hedrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Ernie has to put up with it more than I do, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's why I tell people, I don't need drugs, man. I'm normally like this. Uh, all right, here's the first one. Do not say it. Just 
Give it a name. Oh, God. Oh, crap. And let me know when y'all are done. 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 Yep. All right, number two coming at you. <laughs> oh my God, that's hideous. Um. Done. Done. Number three is. Come on here. Come on, Slowpoke. Number three. Man, my mind is completely blank on that. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> hey, Don. <laughs> <laughs> you done, too. We got to give Ernie a minute. I'm done. All right. I'm done. Man. I'm, All right. Done. Num- I'm done. Number four. Number That's going to be nightmares. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, Lord. What is that? <laughs> I don't know, but I love how the fact that his hat's where you and where we're just stand against- together is actually in his forehead. So we're just supposed to give us a name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much sense mine's going to make, but I'm just doing the first thing that pops into my head. There you go. (laughs) I'm done. That's number four, right? Me too. Yep. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. Number five. Fucking Dave. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking of Dave right now, but for some, Dave was one of them kids that put like underwear on his head when he seen weird science and tried to create a woman with his computer. I know it. Were you stalking me then? Oh my god. <laughs> hmm. Man, I have no flipping idea, Robert. What should I call it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the tech guru is because he saw weird science. <laughs> In his mother's basement. 
Mom, don't fucking knock me. My mom would always. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It, my mom always used to say, if I kept that up, I would go blind, and I'd say, "Mom, why are you talking to the couch?" <laughs> you guys done? Yep, done. Chanel's like, nope. Yep. Yeah, I'm done. I was done first. Okay, last one. help God, Okay, this is gonna be politically incorrect. <laughs> I see you, Teddy. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm, do <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. All right. Chanel done? No. I, I went completely politically incorrect on that one. I'm sorry. That comment does not reflect Paranormal Inc. It reflects Dave Seiler. I'm done. The views expressed. I will provide you with his personal email at the end of this broadcast. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Ernie, and then we'll go to Dave, and then to Chanel. Yes. All right. <clears throat> so... Number one, Ernie, what did you get? Alfalfa target. <laughs> Dave? Lost a bet at the barbershop. <laughs> and now? B Buster B. B Buster B. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that one. We're, we're going to give that one to Chanel. Chanel is uh, she got the first point. All right. Number two, Ernie. Pumpkinhead. Mine is special impact. <laughs> special impact? <laughs> Chanel? I've seen Dave make that face before, though. Squishy head? Yeah. I don't know what that is on his head. <laughs> I think it's a ball, to be honest with you guys. An emoji ball. So I'm going with special Oh, I thought impact. it was a pumpkin. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. I, I think it's, so. I'm gonna go with uh, special impact. I like that one. I love that one. I'm going with uh, special impact. Okay, Mr. Ernie. <laughs> Playing in mom's basement. <laughs> I, I called it soon to be ex-wife. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Chanel, want to know what? What's it? Move it to the other side. I can't see it. No, the other way. There you go. Ted's oh. new wife. <laughs> oh damn! You know I'm gay, right, honey? <laughs> That's a dude, isn't it? And your point is, 
<laughs> That's a dude. It doesn't got boobs. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you that what I when I first saw this picture, you know what he reminded me of? Elf on the Shelf. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. I was actually- what kind of Christmas you celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, happy Hanukkah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he was um, who won that point? Wrestler. Oh <laughs> All right, Ernie. Who won that point? Hey, uh, Bo. Um, Teddy won that point because he's elf on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody got a point on that one. <laughs> What'd you get, Ernie? Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Mine was, where's Ernie's hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably putting his hands in cuffs. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ernie. <sighs> Chanel? Sim City Mac Daddy. What does that say? Sim City Mac Daddy. Sim City Mac Daddy. Uh, I like Hey Bro because he's just like a moron to me. He's like one of those. I don't know. I, I like Hey Bro. That's that. <laughs> Ernie gets the point. All right, number five. Make me a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's great. I don't I, I don't know. Wait a minute, let me let me let me clarify it. I don't mean like make him into a woman. He's saying make me a woman. Oh. Like in weird science. Okay. Got it. Like in weird science. Yeah, that's first thing put in my head. My, mine is alien Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Alien Christmas tree. Did you see what Tom wrote for number four? Yeah, Cletus the shy gigolo. <laughs> I like What'd you that. get, Chanel? Uh, I said, Robert, what should I call it? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jim Carrey's younger brother, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, going like with... That. I'm going with make me a woman. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, final one, guys. Final round. Come on. Maybe not. I try to think, but nothing happens. What the hell's going on here? Take as much time as you like. Yeah, too bad the pitcher doesn't want to go away. <laughs> See, it's he's okay. not done making the woman yet. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, let's see. <laughs> What's this button do? Oh. I don't know, but I'm pushing the button for for it to go away, and it's not going away. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, maybe he doesn't like his name. <laughs> hey, likes that picture. Well, oh, there's background. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh. Where did Teddy go? Blah, blah, blah. All right. 
Ernie. There it is. Couples costume. Coronavirus aftermath. <laughs> that is so bad. I'm sorry. I had to. You can reach Dave at. <laughs> Tom nailing your. <laughs> Cue the prices. <laughs> Tom gets that point. I'm sorry. What'd you get, Chanel? Joe Dirt's kids, Jane and Jim Bob. Oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I got to tell you, the one with the kids in the, in that, and that, this, this one here. I, I all I could think of is like first thing that came to mind is how in the fuck did they get that shit on their faces? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, somebody is like, uh, I don't know, may, maybe they're like people under the stairs and they're so ugly they have to look that way. Oh, that's a good mm. one. Um, I so, all right, so I think I'm going to give that one to Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually have a tie. Um, Ernie for two, Chanel for two. Yes, Buster B. Let's do a tiebreaker. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, one tiebreaker. All right, one tiebreaker. I'm uploading the picture now. Um, okay. Name this famous couple. That's the picture. Okay. So you have to name this famous couple. Is this a real? Okay. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Dave, I got, oh, God. I got to tell you off air, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I got to oh. tell you off air, Dave. Okay. Oh, my Lord, help us. I can't even... I can't even do this. I can't. I can't answer. I'll, I. 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 I throw in the towel. I lose. I'll give it to Chanel. All I can say is, I, as soon as I saw that, I could hear what you're talking about, Willis. <laughs> I. I. I'm not even going. I throw in the towel. Chanel wins. She's actually still writing. Oh Lord. Ethel and Bozo Bumpkin. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, these are pictures that I have taken off the web that I don't know if they're freaking photoshopped or not, but they were there. And we just wanted to make a fun game. And uh, <laughs> Chanel, you're the winner. And uh, Tom McNally. What, what did I miss? Carl's Mansion parents. Oh, my God. Charles Mintz. Oh my God, that's terrible. What's she say? 
Tom said it looked like Charles Manson's parents. That's the tiebreaker picture. Oh my god! Oh, oh. oh so terrible! Oh. Congratulations, Chanel. <laughs> You know, oh, I know yeah. that it's not right to laugh at other people, but unfortunately, sometimes it, it just makes us feel a little better. Laughing is a healing thing, and um, it's just a game. doesn't mean anything, nothing personal against anybody. So um, I want to thank you guys for, for hanging out with me tonight and being my guest. And Shell, Chanel, thank you for popping on here and playing a game with us. Um, Chanel, you and I have known each other a while now, and you still owe me shit. i got to pay you for it. Um, it's but, right here. Uh, yeah, I know. It's still sitting there. It's not in my house, is it? No. Nope. Guys, if you ever need stones or crystals or jewelry or anything like that, she's the woman to get a hold of. She's got a ton of shit. Awesome, awesome. At fair prices. Shit. At very good prices. Very good prices. All right. So, very good. Um, yeah, oh yeah. So, tomorrow night, guys, I have a special guest tomorrow night. Um, so all of you that are sitting here on our little chat room, um, I actually have a, a national recording artist um, that was with a band that um, is no longer together. He left and he went solo and his first album has uh, released and he now has a single out. His name is, uh, we all know him as Big Vinny from the band Trailer Choir Um Back, well, I don't know, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, they had a really cool song. Um, back in 2007, they were signed with Toby Keith's Records. And um, they he's now on the path of being a solo artist. Um, under the name Vincent... Uh, Hickerson. Uh, Vincent, Vincent Hickerson. no, wait a minute. Vincent uh, Van Zandt. Oh, okay. Oh, Vincent Van Zant. That is actually his name, Vincent Van Zant. Um, so he is making his uh, appearance on Talk with Teddy, and he may even sing us a song. He says. So if you guys get a chance, hop in here tomorrow evening at eleven o'clock and uh, uh, join us and Mister Vincent Van Zant or Big Vinny, as I like to call him. Um, he was actually, I, I love this guy. He was on the Biggest Loser. Um, and lost, I don't know, 200 pounds or something like that. Um, I found it. And now he's... he's uh, <laughs> what's that? I found it. Oh. But he, uh, he's he been working out and all that good shit. And he, he looks good. And uh, uh, he's going to be joining us tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. And I hope you all will tune in. Don't forget WLFE has more great shows like... Step into the paranormal with these two gentlemen right here, Mr. Ernie Atwell and David Seiler. So make sure you check them out. Their show is on Sunday nights, um, seven o'clock. This, this uh, Sunday we have Miss, the one and only Mr. Scott Porter from a, a lot of uh, wonderful ghost shows. Yeah, uh, one of them was a uh, uh, um, ghost asylum, and the other one was haunted towns. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so, haunt perfect. and haunted live. And Haunted Live. There you go. I forgot about that one, Ernie. Thanks for reminding me, you know. Mm -hmm. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much again for joining us here. Everybody else, remember, stay safe and uh, look out for each other because we are all we have. That's it. There, there's one nobody else. Everybody. All right, you guys. Yep. Take care. All right. Love you guys. See you soon. Good night.
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks. You've been listening to Talk With Teddy right here on WLFE-DB.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube. Join me again for another episode of Talk With Teddy right here. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.